0: Welcome to Reality T times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I am Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing The Last Resort. So, before we do, I do have some memes. So, only three memes. Memes in total. I'm only going to talk about two of them, but of course, as always, all of the memes will be on our socials. So, meme number one: Angela has no reason to be here. She's just here torturing all the other couples. I 100% agree. That whole like, I'm not gonna get too much into that because. It's just the garbage that is Angela and really the garbage that is Ed. But I will briefly bring it up only because I do talk about the fact that she gets in trouble because I want to say that much. Um, But yeah, anyway, we'll get to it when we get to it. And meme number two and the very last one. This is where I would have went to jail for elder abuse. I would have straightened knocked those veneers out of her mouth. Yeah. So that's it for the memes for a last resort. So before we get into the episode, there might—I can't really remember from my notes—but there is going to be mention briefly of Ed. Um, very brief, because I completely avoided as much as I could with him. Um, and there is going to be very brief mention of Angela as well. Again, like the last episode, I will put the timestamps for Ed and for Angela so that you can skip right past it. Because again, this is just the garbage that is The both of them at its finest. So, the reason that we are here, the last resort, season one, episode three, one last time, like the Ariana Grande song. (laughs) Anyway, so we are still in this fight between Ed and Kelly. Apparently, according to Ed, Kelly jumped on him. And then, as we already know from the last episode, Ed called him a bitch again. Kelly is like, Kelly is like, I'm out because he called me a bitch again. Ed does apologize, but only for the second time calling him a bitch. He doesn't apologize for the first time. He says, practically, you deserve it. This fucking guy. Anyway, this is where we see Angela splashing Ed again, as we did last, um, episode. Um, but again, as we saw, it also splashes Liz. Liz, as we kind of again saw, because we're kind of seeing like an overlap here from the last episode, Liz asks Kelly to hand her a towel and he says, no, have your man do it. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it, Ed says that, you know, that's rude. I hate this right now. I have to agree with Ed here that it is rude. Listen and do anything wrong to Kelly or Molly. She just sat there and said nothing and she got the shitty end of the stick because she's with this fucking guy. Now, should she be with that fucking guy? No, she shouldn't be with that fucking guy. But whatever choices that she makes to be with this fucking guy, then you know, yeah, and more than huh, I, I'm actually, I I actually wasn't going to talk about this because I don't give a shit. These two people deserve each other, but spoiler alert: they're married now. So, pretty sure they're married now, but Adam, let's. So I'm just, yeah, they deserve each other. That's one hundred percent, but she very kindly asked you, can you hand me a towel, please? Nothing that you did, because fucking Angela splashed Ed, and then in turn splashed Liz. You could have handed her the fucking towel. Hell, even Molly could have handed her the fucking towel. And then walked away. I have to, I hate it so much. I have to agree with Ed. That's fucking rude but then at the same time, fuck Ed, because he didn't seem to give a shit about his woman from what's about to happen in the next few minutes, which I'm not going to talk about, I believe, right now, I will be talking about a little later, very, very briefly, but like, fuck you, ma'am, sir, (laughs) I mean, Ed, fuck you, you can't, say one breath oh that's rude you didn't give her a towel but then you're telling her the next breath well you deserved it for so, like what happens later anyway kelly and molly as i've mentioned they left and they're basically making fun of ed at this point molly says like oh he would basically stop drop and roll like a bowling ball um uh, kelly says you know this is the first time that he and kelly he and molly have connected and he says we fight against her like we fight but i won't let someone disrespect you i have your back and molly doesn't believe this at all she says that he's basically not being her partner. Um, and then she basically walks away into her room and Kelly's like, why am I here? Here's what I'll say. And I think the therapist kind of mentioned this previously. She is being a little kind of, well, they didn't say of these words, but this are my words. She's being very cold to Kelly. And I do understand that. I think at this point, they are not together. And, I was actually being cold with him, but then if you guys are not together and you really aren't trying to fix this, 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 the relationship between you and Kelly, I have to agree with him. Why are you here? Why are you here? You need to fix the situation. You need to be open to fix the situation. And both of you need to be open to hear each other because I'm not saying he's perfect, because I'm sure there has to be some truth in what Molly has been saying about his motivational motivation levels have gone down um, since moving to Georgia. But on the other hand, I do ask myself, okay, is his motivation level down because you know he's just trying to get his footing? He's just retired as a as a cop and all of that but I do then also, depending on what he's done, is there depression there? Is there PTSD there? I don't know, like I'm just speculating at this point. I'm saying that that there is, but that could also be factors into why he's maybe not as motivated and maybe is taking a little longer to adapt and get his handle on things. But then I also agree with Kelly on the sense that I'm not here to be your to do boy. We saw the same shit with Louise when he was there with her. She, she she doesn't want just a partner who's gonna be there for her. And to some degree, yes, she he should be helping with you know her daughter and being a support figure for her daughter. I'm not saying that, but it's like she wants a bang mate. She wants a bang mate. That's exactly what she wants. It didn't work with Louise. Let me try this 40 something year old man who's like well adapted in his life. He can go and take that shit from you. So I think, yes, there needs to be a happy medium. But I mean, again, I did have problem with that a little bit with Molly previously. And she has not learned from that mistake. She just hasn't. This might be partly why she's had failed relationships. You can't expect a man who is not the father of your child, especially when they have their fathers in their life. Okay. I don't know about Olivia, but um, the other one, I'm pretty sure she sees her father. You can't expect these men to basically be your servant. And what's kind of, when you think about it, and I don't want to think about it because I love Molly, but it's kind of gross because you're picking men of minority to do that for you. And listen, she has her type and that's okay. I'm not talking about that, but she is picking men of minority to basically do her shit. And I know she's a well, well successful woman with her business and she's had her business long before she was on this fucking show. And I hear all of that and that's such a commitment. But men are not here to serve you. And I think that's what he's trying to say. And what Louise tried to say. Now I hate to give Louise any sort of anything because he's an asshole, but I do see this pattern with her and I don't think she realizes that and that men are going to resent her for that. So there's that and then there's the coldness of her. She's not really in this. So again, why are you here? So after the group session and everything, Kalani and Osweiro dipped and they did not take part in any of this nonsense. <laughs> Either did on and But Kalani sees that she shouldn't be talking to the hall pass guy. She decides to block him. So you to have this work one last time. She wants to fully dedicate herself to this. She's not blocking this guy. Me? I mean, okay, listen. She's blocking this guy. Okay. And I lose like, delete two. Okay, fine. You realize, like, I don't, I don't have... I have a Samsung. She clearly has an iPhone, so I don't know how it works, but you can just go back into your block number list and find the number and unblock it. It's not really gone. You know what I mean? It's never truly gone. And clearly it's not because this comes back around again later on, as we saw with like this season on. This shit comes back around again. So, did you really block him? No, you didn't. So, yeah, anyway, I'm not gonna go too too much more into my thoughts here. But I am a little frustrated with Kalani. Not so much about the fact that she took the hall pass, like I said, I'm in the middle about it. But again, if you want to work on this relationship, then you need to work on this relationship and leave the fuckboy to the side. <laughs> not saying it to the side, just away while you deal with your shit because you are a married woman and he is a married man so both of y'all should be putting your shit aside so that you can work on this relationship if that's what you want and if you don't want it then don't work on it then but and i do understand that there's been some rumors going around that winter is the woman he got the yeast infection from how is that even fucking possible Again, for anyone who's like out here actually saying that, who, how the fuck is that even possible? Because he said that he, or even she said that it was while he was in Samoa. It was winter in fucking Samoa, guys? I'm telling you, sometimes the internet is so stupid. It's like, y'all don't think it through before you say shit. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. As far as I can see things now, this timeline, Winter came after potential breakup between Kalani and Azraelu. Anyway, is happy for her blocking him and hopes she actually means it. I don't think she actually means it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just don't. She clearly doesn't. Anyway. She walks and deletes the number in front of him, and he asks if he can hug her. Um... And he says, like, no kiss. And she's like, let's start with a hug. But he does kiss her on the forehead, which I thought, okay, that's, you know, a happy medium between the two. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to love shop where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself for solo play. You can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection, or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code RealityT2 to get 10% on anything your heart's desire. So that's love shop.ca L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot ca and use our unique coupon code reality two. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number two. So Jovi and Yara, jo, um, Yara decided, you know, with all attention, she was going to arrange a dinner for them. Um, it's romantic, but he's still mad. He says that, I, I told you my feelings about having a child not so much that you know i was actually going to act on it just like that um and again he says like he's not okay about her just telling everyone without him knowing first on -on one-on-one situation but i do understand that she was a little afraid to do that and he's not quite getting it um, I think he feels like I'm your husband, so are you afraid to talk to me kind of thing? He does say like he's not used to therapy. He's never done this before. So, you know, her just doing that is not cool to him. And he felt like this was a breach of privacy. She says that she made the decision in order to avoid a fight with him she says that she is being very honest about what she wants um to him but he feels like she's not being honest which is actually like okay is she being honest about the birth control no but she has been honest up until this point so i'm gonna have my thoughts here but i'm gonna wait to uh, when they leave, um, so he says she is controlling, and that she is controlling when they have a baby, okay, so, first of all, if there's any men listening to this, it is up to the woman when she is ready to start having a child, why do you say, because it's our fucking bodies that carry this child, Now, that's not to diminish the fact that a man may be ready to have a child. I'm not saying that. But there needs to be the conversation. And if anyone remembers from H.E.A., he didn't fucking have a conversation with her, at least on camera. On camera, he was just like, I want to have another baby. And he brought it up in order for her to not fucking move to Europe. He may want this baby, but he wants this baby for a reason. He's trying to control her from doing what she wants to to. I think she should be just getting a place in Europe without discussing with him. No, I don't. But, you know, I don't agree with him either and, and his approach. So clearly that freaked her out, which is because she's not ready for another baby. But she is allowed to control because she's the one that's going to be carrying this child, not you. And in terms of, you know, her not telling him, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she, they should have had this conversation about the birth control. I've already mentioned my thoughts on this because I, I know how this feels. I'm going to do what I need to do to protect myself Because I can't trust that you will. That's all there is to it. You want to be able to still have sex? Well, we're going to be, I'm going to be on birth control. Because you're most likely not going to use protection. Right? Um, So I have to do what I have to do. So he needs to fucking understand that. But Kalani said in that moment was 100% correct. The only thing that I... Maybe me on is that she she doesn't need to ask permission she doesn't need to ask him oh you know i'm gonna go on birth control you good like no she doesn't need to fucking do that that's not up to him but what she does need to do is say listen i'm gonna go on birth control or right when she gets on birth control okay i'm on birth control like she does need to do that i do agree with that but otherwise it's up to her it's her decision Because at the end of the day, she's the one who gets actually physically pregnant, not you. And then she's the one who's going to have to then take care of this child. When you're in where the fuck you are for a month, she's going to be alone taking care of this child. Now, should Yara have moved so far away from Mama Gwen? No, she shouldn't have. I don't understand her reasonings for doing that, but that's besides the fucking point. She is going to be alone Raising not one now, but two children under the age of three. So that's what he needs to understand, that they need to be able to have this conversation. And not to then mention, he wants to control this narrative for whatever reason, but when they have kids, your wife is 28 years old, sir. She has plenty of time to have another kid. She just, that, That's the reality of it. So what's the rush? Oh, let me think. Like, he wants to act like this holier-than-thou attitude about having a kid, yet the reasons you brought this up in the first place is because you're trying to control your wife for not buying an apartment in Prague. Like, it's ridiculous. And clearly she has a reason to feel the way she feels in order to start taking the birth control. She can't take fucking plan B on willy-nilly. Eventually, it loses its effectiveness. So she's going to do what she has to do. So there's clearly a reason why she took it, started taking it, because she felt she couldn't trust him. No one jumps into something like that without first something happening. Because that was for me. I didn't start off with the birth birth control with my situation. I started with the the plan B, but after the first few times, I'm like, I can't keep doing that because it's going to lose its effectiveness. So I'm going to have to go over to birth control because I'm not ready to have a child. And I did tell him That I was going to be going on birth control before I actually did. And then I told him once I was on it. That I actually was on it. He wasn't happy. But it's not my fucking problem. He also wasn't happy that I was taking the plan B initially either. There was one time I took it without him knowing. Because I was not going to get pregnant. Until I was ready to. And that's exactly what Yara is going through. But anyway that's it for my rant on the jovi Yara situation again <sighs> but anyway they um he's ready to go basically and on the way out he grabs this huge bottle of wine um and he's not gonna be going back to the room with her. he's gonna go for a walk he says and Yara is unhappy about about this but anyway. Next scene was, is with Kalani and she's going out with her sister while well, Australia who's with the boys. And, you know, she says that she is giving, sorry, she so Kalani is giving her the rundown of everything that's happened. Who's there, who's not there kind of thing and what's happened. And she tells Kalani that she blocked the hall pass guy. And Kalani says that she's happy that she that she took the hall pass because she feels like maybe it helped her realize her expectations and all of this and what she wants and what she needs out of her relationship. And this is why I said again, like I did before, this is why you don't marry your first because exactly. When you have these experiences, that's when you realize what you like and what you don't like and what you need and what you don't need. I can't imagine, like, I, you know, you grow with what you like and what you don't like the more you fuck a random (laughs) shit. (laughs) But seriously, um, let's say she has to do that necessarily, but. Yeah. Um, Colleen doesn't blame her for taking this hall pass either. Um, okay. At least we know where they stand. The next scene. Yara comes to talk to Jovi, and we see her actually like coming in. She's closing this lining door, and he's like, Why are you closing the sliding door? She's like, Oh, it's nothing outside. We want to I need to talk to you. No, she's about to fucking ream him. She's about to fucking like tell him where to go. Oh my goodness. Um so apparently we find out that Jovi went to a bar and while at the bar he found Angela. So you know they're drinking, getting drunk, and then afterwards, Jovi takes Angela back to his room where Yara is sleeping. It's two o'clock in the morning and they basically were trying to wake her up, but then Angela goes out to like their porch area and starts like blasting music from like a radio or whatever. Um, And you know, you always like, I know you're upset, but like, that's, you know, disrespectful. And Joey's like, well, you're disrespecting me too. So whatever. Um, he says like, you're manipulating me with birth control. The fuck are you saying, how is she manipulating you with birth control? She can't manipulate you with something that isn't going to get the fucking result that you want. That's not how it works. And the other, (laughs) you have manipulated her into having another child with you so that she doesn't fucking go and get an apartment in Prague. I think he doesn't quite understand the definition of manipulation, but this is not manipulation. She fucking told you what she was doing after she already started doing it. Manipulation is more if she says, well, I'm gonna do this so that you can't do this. And you know, that's manipulation to get her end result. The fuck is she manipulating you with? I don't fucking use the word manipulation if you don't understand the the fucking definition of it. Anyway. She tells him, you're the problem. Go to rehab. She basically says, like, if you don't fix yourself, we're going to get a divorce. Um... And she sounds like she, like, she's, like, crying at this point. She's like, you brought another woman into my bed. Like, how could you kind of thing? Um, Clearly, she wants her privacy. She's fucking sleeping. And you bring this fucking crazy woman into your room. All of a sudden, you two are best fucking friends. And you bring her into your room and violate your space. I can tell you right now I would have acted the same fucking way if my man did that to me. Don't fucking bring this woman who I'm very vocal about not liking into my space when I am at my most vulnerable, which is fucking asleep. And then she is crying. She's hurt. She goes into the bathroom. Kind of sounds like she's hyperventilating in the bathroom. Um, and at first he's just like on his phone. Do you know, ignoring the situation, but then he does go into the bathroom. Um, and I guess he's trying to touch her. He says, "She says, don't touch me." And um, he asks like if she was okay, and she clearly no, she's not okay. Um, but that's basically it for the last resort, the only thing I'm going to mention, again, like I mentioned earlier at the top of the episode, is Angela does get in trouble with one of the therapists. Now, I thought this was fucking great. Someone coming to her like a grown-up and saying, man, the fuck? (laughs) So I'm going to put a trigger warning here again, because it's just fucking disgusting behavior between Angela, really? Well, not even between anybody, just Angela. So I'm going to put a trigger warning here because I'm going to be talking about her at her fucking disgusting and also talking about, um, Ed, um, because Ed is involved here a little bit. So what's not mentioned earlier was after Kelly and Molly left. Okay. Liz is kind of frustrated at this point. So she gets up and she gets her towel hole in and She's going to leave. And Angela's like, oh, you're leaving. Why are you leaving? Don't leave. And she's like, oh, so I'm going to leave. Now, here's one thing I will say, because Angela is not the one. <laughs> I don't agree that you should, you should try to attack Angela or even give her any sort of construction, uh, construction, constructive criticism. I don't think you should, because, um, she won't take it well, but Liz ends up saying to Angela, you don't let anyone talk. Like, you talk over everybody similarly to what Ed does, right? And Angela's like, oh no, that fuck, you're not. She's like, you're not gonna, she gets out of the hot tub while Ed is kind of just fucking in the hot tub doing his thing. I think eventually he does get out, but whatever. And she goes and she Practically, not even just prat, she literally gets in Liz's face. Some of the memes actually show at one point how close she gets. Like, she's literally touching her with her face. Are you fucking, mm-hmm. I wanna knock the bitch out. Don't fucking get in my face. You fucking disgust. I don't know where the fuck you've been. I know one, but you had a fucking infection in your mouth. Don't fucking touch me, bitch. Anyway. Liz doesn't actually do anything, she kinda just stands there while she's literally getting in her face, and isn't saying anything, she's not doing anything, she's like literally taking it, but she ends up walking away, going into her room, Angela's practically chasing after her, and security gets involved at this point. And Angela makes a comment of, I can jump an orange person. I don't know what the fuck that meant. But anyway, with all of that done, like it was not good. Can we remember that there are guests here at this hotel? It's not just them. They didn't buy out the whole place. And so anyway, that part of it's kind of over. But then there's the situation with Ed. I'm not going to go into all of their conversations. I'm not going to go into all of that. But Ed basically says to Liz, you deserved everything she just did. So again, here's this really disgusting person telling her, you deserved everything that you need, that you got from Angela because you weren't defending me. But again, as Liz mentions, as we all remember, as I did mention in the last episode, Ed admits to cheating during this whole thing. So what's the fucking argument? That's why Liz didn't say anything. She's like, what am I defending? You literally admitted to cheating during this whole game that we did. And clearly Ed doesn't take it seriously. He thinks it's literally just a game. Whereas, no, this is actually supposed to be an experience where you're learning about the flaws in your relationship. He's not reading between the fucking lines. And that's the thing. So she's like, why why am I going to defend you? And I 100% get it. Like, why defend you when you literally admitted making me think I'm fucking crazy. You admit it to it. So fuck you. And I 100% get it. So that's basically the gist of this whole situation between Angela and Liz. I'm not going to go into any more about anything else, but the therapist does go to Angela and say, listen, we heard some buzz the complaints. She's like, I'm also a guest staying here at this hotel. Whatever the fuck you just did with Liz should not be fucking happening. You are a grown-ass woman. Why the fuck? She didn't say that. I said that. But like, seriously, you're grown. So why are you attacking somebody like this? I can't stand her. So why the fuck is she here? No one likes Angela. Why the fuck is she here? Anyway, that's it for... The last resort. So next time on, they are going to be talking to a sex therapist. Again, as we find out, Kelly's still looking for the G-spot. That's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> Molly doesn't think that Kelly can take care of her. And he basically just gets up and walks away. He's not very happy about hearing that. But that's basically it now with the episode here, you still haven't gotten your sister wives conversation and you are getting it now. So again, I will put putting the timestamps and for the sister wives conversation, if you don't want to listen to it. Um, but you know, again, if you do, <laughs> that's there for you to listen to. Um, Again, and before we actually get into this rise conversation, I do want to mention. I don't believe I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it now. We have moved over to Acast for our, you know, getting our episodes out there to you. We've moved over to Acast, um. So there is really no, there should be no changes for you. You shouldn't be feeling any difference between, you know moving over to a different host is what they're called. So you shouldn't be feeling any difference. However, if there is an a podcast app where you were getting our episodes and you're no longer getting these episodes, please let me know so I can make sure everything is up to date. But you should be getting everything. YouTube, if you listen to YouTube, it looks a little different now than it did previously because again that it's done completely through a cast, so that's really the only difference that there is with me switching over to them. Um, but otherwise, there should be no difference. But again, if there is any, you know, anything that is different, please let me know. Um, but that's it. We're going to jump right into the sister wives conversation. Um, again, <laughs> every time I say it, we're going to do it. Um, I do want to mention that Letitia is actually currently on vacation right now. Um, so she will be out for the next couple of weeks. I believe it is she, yeah, for the next couple of weeks. So, um, we may, we're definitely not going to have a conversation with Letitia, um, this coming Sunday, And we may not have one with, um, well, not Sunday, but by the time you get it, you won't be getting it for Sunday's episode. You might get it for the next episode, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but there's a possibility you might not get it with that either. So, but that's basically it for any announcements regarding the Sister Rive stuff, any other announcements. So now we're going to be jumping into the Sister Wives Conversation. Okay, so this fucking episode, <laughs> like I said to you last night, I hate him. <laughs> like, I hate him so much. Okay, where did I even begin? Where do I even begin? I, I really don't even know where to begin. I don't, I don't know. So I, maybe I'll begin here. Okay. So this whole, I'll start easy. This whole thing about the, the earrings and stuff like that. I understand the religious aspect of it. Like if God didn't, you know, create holes in your ears and why should you pierce your ears and all that fine, whatever. Um, but the fact that Robin literally said, okay, listen here. Stop being a Scrooge, right? If you stop being a Scrooge at Christmas, Bah Humbug, then I will stop wearing um earrings for you. And I'm just like, really? That's not even Listen, if he wants to be Ba Humbug at Christmas time, let him be Ba Humbug. Because yes, I do understand, like, when she kind of says that, you no, know, Christmas is stressful, having to buy gifts for everybody and stuff like that. I totally get it. That's kind of stressful, I think, for a lot of people. But then you add the stress of having to buy for, like, a million children and then four wives. That's just, it seems so ridiculous. Like, clearly he doesn't care anymore because all of his wives, except for Mary, if you were to call her that, wear earrings. Christine was wearing earrings, I think, even before she left, and it was h ls wearing, she's been wearing hoop earrings all this time, and you know, whatever. So clearly, it's like, whatever. It, it just kind of was so ridiculously stupid, that whole thing. And then not to then find out later on, like, I, I'm kind of leading into that. Him saying that, oh, yeah, by the way, I pierced my ears when I was in a sophomore in high school, and I'm like, so what's good for the goose and good for the gander then is what you're basically trying to say. Sounds about right. And, and then with the whole situation of Aurora, I think it was, going and getting her ears pierced, it's a family, uh, a father-daughter bonding experience and, you know, Robin wanted cody to take her because like her dad took her and he's like yeah uh i don't even know when my kids got their ears pierced like whatever so i'm like okay it's so okay so okay let's let's back up a second you pay attention to this father-daughter bonding experience with a child that is not biologically yours but you can't remember when your daughter's I'm assuming this was the daughters got their ears pierced, who are biologically your daughters. That makes a whole fucking ton of sense, sir. It really does. Basically, the whole situation with him and Christine, um, you know, kind of him saying, well, I don't know if I can be your friend. I don't want to be like around you kind of thing. And it's like, okay. She's not saying currently right now, right this very second, can we be friends? Right? Not saying that. What she's saying though, is that maybe at some point in the future, you can be friends, you know, but you're just so hell bent on you don't like her. And, you know, this and that, like how Dare she leave you kind of situation. And it's just like, it's done. It's over. She left. She didn't want to be with you anymore. And she's so fucking happy that she's not. And yeah, like she's allowed to be done with you. And you just take that like, like a fucking man, honestly. And then the only other thing that I kind of want to touch on, um, like, I, I know, like, the whole Janelle, um, Christine conversation happened this episode. There's not really much there to talk about, except it's kind of more of he's so mad and he's angry and he's more black and white with her and stuff. So there's not really much else to really talk about. So the only other thing I really want to talk about is this conversation. I think it was, was it Peyton? I can't remember if it was Peyton. Um, but with Christine's son. And they're doing this whole like gift exchange thing between the siblings. Okay, so then they decide to include the the moms in there as well. Okay, fine, cool, that's great. And then all of a sudden, because Robin decides she wants to, then put more for two cents into the situation. Let's do a Zoom call thing. Um. And because, like, it's really hard to coordinate fucking schedules when you have 20-plus children to figure that out with. Um, Everyone has their fucking lives now. People are mothers and fathers or husbands or whatever. Um, So, like, it's really hard to really coordinate that. Um, But because, like, it's become a fucking problem and they can't figure out how to coordinate. Like, no one has a problem doing the Zoom thing. So, it's really hard to coordinate. And... You kind of are like, well, we don't feel welcome anymore. (laughs) It's like, and now her kids are not taking part of it at all. And it's like, how did it get from point A to point B so fucking quick? No one said that they weren't willing to do this, but what they were saying is just really freaking hard to coordinate times, cause everyone has their fucking lives. And then there's this whole conversation between, this is what I will talk about. Um, I guess it was between Janelle and Christine when they were talking, bringing up the Christmas tree, when she's like, maybe we didn't blend correctly. Now, maybe, maybe you didn't, but it's tough to have. Your life figured out. You have this structure. You have the three of you. You all came in around the same time. You have your kids. You have like, you have this thing. And then in walks this new shiny thing who is much younger than him, right? Coming in with her three kids. And it's just like, okay, yes, there is going to be an adjustment period. That's 100% normal. And then you add the fact that Robin has an autistic child. And as I've mentioned, on the pod before I have a family member. Not going to name names. Obviously, you know who that is, but I'm not going to name names. And yeah, like that's a whole other separate dynamic that you need to work through. So yeah, maybe it wasn't blended properly or whatever, but there's no rhyme or reason. But at one point, do you say, that's done and over with, that's over, we we were past that now. We're gonna move forward and see how we can make this work. Biggest problem, and it was mentioned on the episode, is that Cody has taken sides. So how is there ever going to be a bridge in like this gap? There never will be. And as like my mom was saying too, while watching the episode, is does he have a relationship with any of his older children? The answer, probably not. Really sure they're probably not. But as long as they're the younger kids and all Robin's kids, everything's gucci. anyway, that's my thoughts on on the episode, and you can put your two cents in.
1: Okay, so sister wives, there's not much that really took place besides like the back and forth conversations with um you know, him and Christine um and then like him and Janelle. I don't understand why he has so much anger towards Janelle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't, I don't understand why there's so much anger there. Um, It's just like, what, like, what's the problem? What's your problem? Now, this whole thing with the earrings, like, I find it. I find that he's very hypocritical. Because if you had your ear piercing and it was a dare or whatever, it doesn't matter how long ago or whatever. You mean to tell me that, like, it was a big issue for you? Like, ear piercings were such a a big issue for you, even though you did it yourself as a dare. And then Robin was just like, "Oh, you know, I'll make a deal with you." Excuse me. So it was okay for you to make a deal with Robin. But you were so disgusted with your other wives who who had piercings. Mary, who cares? She never had her ears pierced, whatever. But Janelle and Christine, who's had their ears pierced, what's the problem? The littlest thing bothers you, but it's okay for Robin to be like, yeah, if you can be nice and not be a grump and da 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 Like, like, fuck off. So stupid, immature, pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. I don't understand why Robin has to get herself involved in something that the children wanted to try to do. She had no reason to get involved or put her two cents in. I understand, like you know, one of their one of their um, kids did say, "Hey, let's get the parents involved." But for Robin to, you know, say, "Hey, let's do a video." No, we don't need to. We don't need to. This is like you don't get to come in something that was already planned by the kids and that the kids wanted to do for you to be like oh i'm gonna take over and i want it this way no you don't get to say how you want it done when it was never your idea in the first place you should have never put your two cents into it absolutely not like i'm like i'm just like are you are you serious like that like And, oh, my kids don't know their siblings anymore. Well, absolutely. Like, you you did this. You you don't seem to understand that you and Cody caused a lot of issues. Like, and you guys don't want to take the responsibility. And I feel like all she cares about is her own children. She doesn't care how any other, how any of the other children feel. She just cares about her three children that she had from her previous marriage. And then she cares about her children that she has with Cody. That's it like i like i don't feel that she really takes into consideration how the other kids feel it's just like oh well, my kids are hurt and my kids are this and my kids are that my 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 there's more there's like hello you have like 17 20 odd kids here that all have fucking feelings doesn't matter if they're grown or still little they have feelings so like the fuck um and then going back to the ear piercing Oh, it's a daddy and daughter thing, and you know I think that I think that all the kids or whoever should have that experience, or all the girls should have that experience with their with their dads. And it's just like, shut up, shut up, bitch! Please shut up, because that irritated me. Honestly, I feel like I just feel like the way how he's speaking to, you know, Janelle. And the way how he's speaking to Christine is absolutely disgusting behavior. And you're so you're so angry at Christy at um at Christine. She has every right to leave you. Who would want to be with you? You're disgusting. You're a narcissist. Like you're you're sick. Look how look how you oh, I, I don't I I'm so angry at you and this and that and the third. Excuse like. What are you so mad about? Be mad about yourself and take the count and take the responsibility and the accountability for your actions to why she made her decision to leave you. You think she just got up and be like, I'm going to leave Cody today. No, there was a lot that has taken place and a lot that was out in the public for people to see how you treated her. As soon as Robin came in, it was, Oh, yeah, this is the favorite. It's Robin, 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 Robin. Everything is fucking Robin. You know, Mary at this point, she's just there. But you can't blame Janelle or Christine for wanting to celebrate Thanksgiving where they feel wanted. They feel wanted by their kids and their family. They don't feel wanted by, you know, Cody or or Robin. And f- fuck Mary, they don't even speak to her. So it's just like they're going to go where they feel wanted and accepted and loved. And you can't blame them for that. You caused this issue. And now COVID is done. You guys, you guys caught the COVID. And now you want to sit there and be like, oh, well, I don't know. Um, you have to do this now. Before you can come and hang out with us, you have to do this now. Fuck off and get the hell out of here with this stupid mentality and shit. It's so, dumb it's so stupid like i'm just so stupid but yeah that is my two cents on it i'm like next week's episode is it's going to be really good and that's that's a topic that we can you know get more on but i find that it's going to be really really good
0: yeah i think for next week it's going to be interesting kind of see him break the fourth wall a little bit there kind of being like so tell me how I'm manipulating you. No, actually tell the whole world. I'm like, He carries that energy of knife in the kidneys now, like all the time. Um, the only other thing that I actually remembered while listening to yours was Christine kind of saying, I don't think Robin has ever lived plural marriage. And I think that is such a statement and it's a true one. No, he's, she's never lived plural marriage because it's always been about Robin. He divorces Mary for Robin so he can adopt her kids. His marriage pretty much, that's when they went on the rocks with Mary at that point. You know, he didn't seem to have much of a relationship with Christine. They were having issues from when they went to Vegas. That's all. Like, I'm pretty sure Robin and Cody got married in Vegas, so it's right around the time, right, of their marriage. And then with Janelle, I mean, Janelle would say they were okay for the most part, but and I think Janelle says this as well in this episode of he's coming after me, or I think it's coming up in the next episode, he's coming after me in the same way he came after Christine and what eventually pushed her out. He's sabotaging his relationships and he isn't even freaking aware of that. And, and again, not only is Robin getting what she wants, but so is Cody. He no, he he no longer wants to live plural marriage. He was saying that from, at least from when they first went to Flagstaff, they didn't know if he wanted to live plural anymore. So why not push all of them out? Because Robin has a small kids, so I'm needed with her more than the rest of you guys. So I'm gonna push you out the door so I can have my life with her. But that's all I have on on it. I don't think there's anything else to say. So if you like what you heard, please follow Reality T Times Two on any of your favorite podcast apps so that you don't miss a single episode. Please make sure you also share the podcast with everyone in your life. You can also rate and review us on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to us on YouTube at Reality T Times Two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by. Following us on either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at Reality tea times two. You can also email us at Reality times two at hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes as well as get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and that is at Reality times two dot All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just God sense for me. Also, with AluDo, you can create clips. You can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly, just by clicks of the buttons. You can also use AluDo to publish your episodes just straight from the software it's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Eludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes, and you can get access to an easy software.